you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. All right, welcome back to Common Folk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think we're going to have a good one today. It's time. we got some good folks. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's I already w- opened mine. You guys are late to the party. We've been doing um, earlier recordings, so we haven't had many bears lately. Yeah. And we had a couple miners on, you know, trying new That's things, true. interviewing yeah. new and different people. What, you can't drink around miners? Well, you know, I, I usually like to share. Oh, you know, and okay. You can't do that. No, that would have yep. not been good. <laughs> yeah. So. Today was uh, the kids' last day of school. So, uh, <clears throat> yep. What about your kids, Andy? Yes, today was the last okay. day. Okay. Yeah. So I think most people around here, mm-hmm. it's within the last week or two. Mm-hmm. Probably and all over, right? Yeah. Now all the public pools will be swarmed with the kids. They just go from station to station. They go from school to the pool back to school yeah anyway that's how i do it right i mean i used to lifeguard and i they the kids they were like pool rats we called them yes i was literally stay there all day you were the pool i was a pool rat my 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 hair would turn blonde you know about three weeks into the screen well (laughs) i don't know if there was enough chlorine in the lynch pool to okay (laughs) to do that we have some guests here today yeah yeah we'll get into that in a minute so um we are a couple days outside of Memorial Day, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, we kind of want to do a, a special episode here um, to to honor that and to talk uh, talk about a couple of different things. Um, it's Thursday right now. Andy's probably going to get this out tomorrow, I assume Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's when folks will be hearing it uh, on the weekend of Memorial Day. Um, and I want to begin with something I think a lot of uh, folks think about these holidays and don't really understand what these holidays are all about you know so for a lot of common folk it's a you know a nice extra day off you Mm -hmm. know you get a long weekend Mm -hmm. um you know have a good barbecue maybe go visit your buddies whatever chance to get the boat in the water get the boat out yeah and it and it is (laughs) all some drinks like all of the above right and it is all those things but there's a reason for it and uh, that's what we're here to talk about today so what i want to start with is on uh, Instagram, uh, cpl.page, that's you guys, right? That's us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put something out today that I thought summed it up pretty well, so I want to go through this. Um, it begins with M- Memorial Day 2023. The origin of Memorial dates back hundreds of years. Decoration Day started in the 1800s. Towns and cities around America began honoring fallen soldiers and decorating their graves. In 1868, May 30th was designated as Decoration Day. 1968, Congress passed the Uniform Holiday Act, establishing the Monday in May as Memorial Day. 1971, Decoration Day became Memorial Day and a federal holiday. So uh, something to keep in mind, where that comes from. Uh, I think that's a great way of summing it up and and reminding folks. Yeah. So with that being said, um, you kind of get the general idea of what our topic is today. And we have a, a very unique op- opportunity of speaking with a family um, of one of our fallen service members from the 13 uh, in Kabul, August 26th, is that correct? August 26th of 21. Um, so to start with, let's introduce them. We've got Greg and Jenny Page. Welcome. Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having us. Yeah, for sure. So um, the folks who have listened to the podcast for a while might recognize Greg. Um, it's been almost a year ago. 
or just over a year ago, whatever we figured out earlier, yeah. uh, that Greg was in here, is running for local school board, and uh, and what's the update? I got on. You I got on. Comic book podcast. Okay, I mean, that, I had to ask. Other people might oh, want to know. That pause. I'm like, oh my god, did you get second place? <laughs> He's we like, well, did get second place. Oh, whoa. they took the top three. Oh, excellent. There we go. Perfect. He, hey. he was like, well, I was gonna win, but then these yeah. jack wagons put me on <laughs> a negative light on this podcast. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, so anyway, happened. yeah, local folks um, and. And before we start asking them some questions, let's let's take a step back here a second for that 13. Um, as I said, August 26, 2021, uh, in Kabul. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like to read through the list real quick So um, of our fallen service members. So just down the list in no particular order, um, Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover. And Greg, if I get any of these wrong, please correct me uh, as far as the pronunciations go. Um, Marine Corps Sergeant Johanny Rosario Picardo, 25, uh, 25 years old. Um, Hoover was 31. Um, Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole L. Gee, 23. Uh, Marine Corps Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22. Marine Corps Corporal Degan W. Page, 23. Marine Corps Corporal, Corporal Umberto A. Sanchez, 22. Marine Corps Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, 20. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, 20. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum, 20. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, 20. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Kareem Nikui, 20. Navy Hospitalman Maxton W. Soviak, 22, and Army Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Kanas, 23. So that's the 13. And uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Have you guys, for, first of all, let's just get into that part. So um, Greg and, and Jenny, have you guys had the opportunity to uh, get to know those, those families and, and spend some time with them? We have, um, and everybody kind of has a different amount that they're willing to share and talk mm -hmm. with others, but we do have chats where most of the, the families are in there that we communicate, especially about, you know, things that are happening with the, the 13. There's so much that happens as a group of 13 that just trying to keep on top of it is almost impossible. So everybody kind of um, chimes in and says, hey, this is going on in our area or something we heard about. And so for the most part, we do, um, you know, like I say, some families are a little more communicative, communicative than others within that or you know kind of handle it differently but um, for the most part we all stay in touch okay cool um and maybe we'll get into a little bit more of that and and then you know to kind of go on from there and, and get a little bit more specific if you haven't put the names together yet obviously today we're speaking with the parents of dagan page um gold star parents that's what they call it right is that what the, that is yes the title mm -hmm. um so they have a a son who was killed in action uh, as we said, August 26, 2021, in Kabul, in the uh, during the pullout from a uh, suicide bomber. So, again, it's Memorial Day. That's what this day is about: is honoring, you know, the life and the service, mm -hmm. and the thanks for those folks. Yeah. So um, it's very cool that we get the opportunity to do that with you guys here, and kind of chat through it a little bit. So, uh, before we start, I've got a couple of things I'd like to kind of go through for this episode, but um, Andy or Morgan, do you guys have anything to 
to add or well, chime in? Uh, this day means a lot to me because both my uncle and my father were in the service. Uh, my uncle passed away a few years ago. He was in the Navy, um, and my father uh, served in the Korean War uh, for the Air Force, and he was a bilinguist. Uh, he could speak both languages, so they would get him up in the birds way up in the sky, and he would listen in and try and break their codes and figure out what they were saying and relay that back. And I don't ever get to hear a lot of those stories. Mm-hmm. I actually hear them secondhand down at the bar from his buddies, mm-hmm. and then they tell me, you know. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I was just curious, and we can talk about this later, kind of what Ben was talking about with the weekend, but also kind of the fun festivities. If you guys end up getting a lot of people at your place, if you guys get to do a lot of things, or if people are golfing, or you know what I mean, just like the activities, sitting around, reminiscing, that stuff would be fun to talk about too so yeah and maybe let's let's just start with that so what obviously this day has changed for you guys um what was it like before and what is it like now it it's kind of an interesting process and i guess we're kind of still figuring it out a little bit too this will be our second memorial day since everything happened Um, We've always been a a patriotic family, so to speak, and it always meant a lot to us when you get to, you know, any of these holidays like this. Uh, Obviously, this put a little bit of a different twist on it for us, and um, we're still kind of trying to figure out what that means for us in the long term. But there's a lot of events that are happening. You know, there's the the parade. There's some events going on at Memorial Park in Omaha. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that are happening, and um, I'm not – just being honest about it, I'm not really at the point where – I'm comfortable going to do those yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of it for me is just kind of mm-hmm. hanging out at home and being yeah. comfortable in my own space. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, we've got a fairly large family or Degan had a fairly large family between, you know, his mom and uh, stepdad and Jenny and I and a girlfriend and everybody kind of handles it differently and does different things throughout it. So everybody's kind of got their own way that they celebrate the way that they do mm-hmm. that but you know at the end of the day it was a holiday that Degan loved you know he wants everybody to tip a drink and enjoy the mm-hmm. day but take a few moments to remember you know all of those that are gone for sure for sure um <clears throat> so for you guys what will this weekend look like what will you guys what do you guys have planned that's a good question we'll probably go out to the cemetery early um they do some events out there and again i'm kind of just uh I don't want to say avoiding them, but kind of do our own thing, I guess. So we'll go out to the cemetery early and spend some time with him. And then uh, we'll probably just hang out around the house and spend some time with friends and stay close. Do you have family coming in or any of his friends or anybody like that? Or uh, it's pretty chill? Yeah, it's it's pretty chill for the most part. He does have um, a couple of his, you know, college or – high school friends are around he's got uh some of his friends that were deployed with him are actually here local now as well so i'm sure that we'll spend a little bit of time with them Uh um, throughout all this but nothing necessarily planned yeah which is probably you know again i respect that everyone wants to do what they're comfortable with and i think that's great that you said that because there's could be other people wanting to go to downtown to memorial park or do these huge parades but you guys are fine doing what you want and maybe that will change next year maybe that will change in 10 years you just don't know yeah absolutely that's that's the the joy of grief i guess is everybody deals with it differently absolutely and one day something might sound good and then the next day you're like nope nope not gonna do it yeah yeah what uh what would you guys say to folks who you know they haven't they obviously haven't been through what you've been through and 
you know, they look at today and they look at it as an opportunity or they look at this weekend and they look at it as an opportunity to, you know, reach out to you and, um, you know, give their apologies and their thanks and, and all these kinds of things. And I assume you guys are probably going to get fairly overwhelmed with a lot of that stuff. What do you want people to know uh, about that kind of thing? Yeah, that's tough um, because people all have good intentions and you know they want to deal with it different ways, whether it's coming to you know, see how you're doing, whether it's, um, you know, sending you a message, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're pretty good about kind of setting our boundaries of here's what we're, you know, we're going to do. And a lot of times it's say, we'll be out on the deck having a drink. If you want to come over, come over type yep. of thing. But, um, you know, for the most part, it, it's, it's tough to really give advice there. Cause again, everybody else kind of handles that differently too, from mm-hmm. our aspect, you know, we like having the company. Um, we want people to enjoy the holiday as well. Like I say, it's, it's, enjoy it you know take a few minutes to remember you know why we're having that holiday but um i i think again everybody just kind of handles it differently for us it's you know we like having the company we like having people around and when we're done we'll say hey we're we're out yeah cool yeah that's good to hear Um, i'm glad that 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 helps you guys out um so we are here to to honor and to speak about dagan a little bit so let's let's start with that if we can um you know from from him being a you know a young boy and growing up and kind of how, how all that looked so that <clears throat> America and and beyond I mean we've got folks listening to this podcast from all over the world really from some say of the, Brisbane Australia yeah, that we were shout talking out about Brisbane the other day. yeah yeah um, for them to have a little bit better understanding again of who these folks really are you know humanizing this uh, this this job and this this um, this holiday. So let's start there. Where, where, and, and when was he born? And and let's kind of kind of run with that. Yeah, and I like this side of it. And one of the things of you know the the thirteen and this event got national attention. I mean, it was all over national news, yeah. and people saw the marine side of Degan. So I love being able to share the story of you know this was Degan before he was a marine and you know who he really was. Yeah, and, um, he was born in Omaha. He was um, he was always since a little kid i will say i don't know if adrenaline junkie is the white right word but he you know we refer to it as living the day way where you kind of live on your terms and mm-hmm. live without fear and he had that from day one uh, and when he was little he used to when he would get hurt uh, he would hold his breath and oh, till he passed out and a lot of times he wouldn't start <laughs> oh, again on his own so oh, we had a lot of uh <laughs> we had a lot of ambulance rides we had a lot of um, panic moments trying to figure out what we do with that and oh, thank man. goodness he outgrew that but he never outgrew the looking for the adrenaline and trying to push himself and going more and more and and he just that was kind of his life in a a nutshell was he was always willing to you know take it to the extra step go the extra level try to push himself try to push others he liked to make people uncomfortable you know if if he could do that that was a win for him Um, and you know he school wasn't necessarily something he enjoyed so he you know he got through it but it wasn't something that he wanted to do long term when he got out of school he had no interest in going into college, so he was kind of looking at what are my next steps, what do I want to do, and mm-hmm. he, he did have that drive, and he wanted to do better for himself, and that's when he came to us and said, hey, it wasn't really a question. It was, I'm going to go into the Marine Corps. <laughs> oh. So he just told you. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm doing this. Yeah, and so we asked the normal parent questions of, you know, why are you doing this? Uh-huh. Uh, 
you know, have you really thought this through? Is there somebody else going in? And, and he had all the right answers. And the last question I asked him, I said, okay, I, you know, this all makes sense. And his answers were he wants to better himself. I, I, college isn't for me. I want to do better. And I said, well, why the Marine Corps? And he's like, well, he goes, I want to push myself and I want to be a badass. Oh, there you go. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. So and that was my question. I was going to say, why did he pick them and not like Air Force, you know, all the other branches? So Yeah, and it's amazing. As we talk to Marines, you find there's a lot of common threads in uh, the, the people that go into the Marine Corps, right? They all have some pretty similar stories of mm-hmm. uh, their drive, of how they've gotten there. You know, the, the school story of not college wasn't for them is not an uncommon story within the Marines. And um, it definitely was a fit for him. He found his brotherhood there. He really enjoyed the people he served with. He, you know, it's a tight community, and he that was really a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. And feel free to poke fun at the Air Force because I know that goes on. And just because my my dad poked fun at himself being in the Air Force, I know they're the what are they the, the little sisters of the f- f- four branches? Yeah, so it, it's all good. It's all good. We won't say what Dagan called him. Oh, I, <laughs> I believe that. We respect them all. Did he ever yes. like tell you stories about like training camp and you know all that stuff? Was it so hard? That's so interesting to me. I always feel like Should tell the confidence chamber story. <laughs> yeah, so he he did. And, okay. Um, the other thing I have to say about Degan is Degan. Um, there was a cockiness to him even before he went into the Marines, and after going through boot camp and everything else, uh-huh. it even got more intensified <laughs> so it was never afraid to, to tell those type of stories but one of the things they do is through boot camp they have to go into it's called the confidence chamber but it's basically a gas chamber oh. and when they're in there they're asked to take their mask off and they have to take their mask off for a certain amount of time or they give them a hand signal when they can put it back in to make sure that they have their eyes open or whatever that is and um he one of the first times he was in there i think it was well, weeks coming up to it he would tell all of his Italian mates, I'm immune. I'm immune to this, guys. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Oh, I'm okay. immune. <laughs> so they get in there and uh, they had to pop their masks and take the masks off. And, um, you know, everybody's watering up. And the kid that's next to him is telling Degan, he's like, I can't do it. I'm going to have to get out of here. I can't do it. I can't do it. And Degan takes, you know, his mask, teary eyed, red eyes, and goes, I'm immune. <laughs> and he was on the verge of puking, right? He was completely not there. But um, as we found out, that's not an uncommon story with Dagan. He was always willing to, you know, talk yeah, some for, smack yeah. when uh, when times were tough. And that was one of the legacies we heard even through boot camp and through his deployments. And we heard from kind of all of his seniors was, um, I think the phrase they used was, Dagan shined the brightest when the times were dark. And that he was very much the guy in the the team that would step up and say, hey, I know it sucks right now, but we're going to keep going. Everybody, let's go. Let's go and keep driving. And I thought that was kind of a cool legacy for him to have that, you know, he was he was willing to push and drive people and energize people when it was yeah. tough. He's a son of a gun that you want on your side. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If- how old was he when he was doing the holding his breath and passing out deal? Because I just heard a podcast about how children do that, and they, they that's their hammer to hold. Like, you better give me my way or I'm going to pass out. <laughs> yeah, he was probably – I'm going to say it happened until he was probably around five or six. I don't remember exactly when it was. That's but... some determination. They usually cut it off between two and three. So, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, well, and they told us that. When we first started taking him in there, they said, you know, this – sometimes happens voluntarily and then by the time he was a little bit older they said no it's not a voluntary thing for him he yeah that he's just so yeah. he's like stubborn yeah but right. strong-willed yeah. children yeah. yeah did you guys have to keep around like any 
unusual medical supplies or anything, like just in case you had to revive him? A surgery kit? No, you know, we never did. No. Um, no, but we, yeah. We just knew he was going for a ride in the ambulance. He called it. And oh, so maybe he liked coming. the ride, though, too. <laughs> yeah. I. That's funny. Yeah, I don't, uh, and it just kind of stopped. I mean, I can't say an exact moment when it stopped happening, but it, it didn't even really, it, it wasn't like it just happened less. It just all of a sudden didn't happen anymore. And yeah. But yeah, he kind of grew out of it, I guess. But yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because he would pass out, turn blue, and he still wasn't breathing even after he passed out. And wow. there were a lot of times that you know it was till the ambulance got there. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, to rewind a little bit, and I think this um, pertains to a couple of things you guys are doing with the foundation, and then also I want to tie it into what you were talking about. Um, you know where his teammates were saying how he's he was kind of the guy who was always you know, pushing them on, like, let's go, you know, it's not time to stop, but you know, what's the next step, so on and so forth. What, what, did you see that in his life earlier, like, like in the high school years or anything that he would take things on that way? And I know he's involved in some sports and those kinds of things. So what, what was that stuff? Yeah. And he was always involved in things that involved brotherhood. So, you know, like the Marine Corps, we talk about the brotherhood and the mm-hmm. friends that he made there, but he was involved in the hockey community, which is a very similar brotherhood. You know, those, those boys that he played with are all still a close-knit group that talk mm-hmm. to each other and hang out. Um, he was involved in Boy Scouts, which was the same way. And, and so we started to see a lot of that. Um, and in those types of scenarios, he was. And we hear that a lot from, you know, like his hockey teammates have told us that time and time again about, you know, how he was that way during hockey. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it was necessarily that way with, you know, I look at school, for example. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't interested in pushing hard there. He was more, let's go get to the hockey rink. Let's go do these yeah. things. But those areas where, you know, he was really going, that it was absolutely a trend that mm-hmm. he'd had for mm-hmm. his entire life. Hockey was a big part of his life. I know you guys have kind of tied that into the foundation a little bit. Was there any other uh, things as well that he just always wanted to be involved in or you, you would consider would be kind of a part of him? Yeah, I think um, – you know, Degan had some outlets where, you know, if he was having a down day or he was just struggling, that that was his way to go kind of get that release or go enjoy it. And it was hockey. It was skateboarding. Um, he was into photography. You know, those were the types of things where he would go. And that was kind of his way to reset or get centered again or, you know, tune out the rest of the world, whatever he needed at that moment. But, um, yeah, hockey and skateboarding were probably the biggest. Do you guys... I might be mistaking this, but I just want to ask just in case, were you guys doing something with the foundation that was surrounding animals or something? Was there anything that, no, I might be, might be mistaken on something else. I didn't know if that was part of his, part of his life or not. Well, the, the animals were for sure. Um, there was the, the dog the rescue. Sure. Yes. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, he was an animal lover for sure. Dogs, uh, specifically uh, and he had two dogs at his mom's house he had the dogs at our house um, and then we did a, a partnership with the Heartland German Shepherd Rescue uh, it's hugs I'm drawing a blank on what the G is Ger- German, German Shepherd yeah. German Shepherd thank you yeah. <laughs> um, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah where we did some donations of toys uh, food things that they might need for their uh, their rescues and then, you know, a donation financially too to help get them some things going. So we've done a couple things with that group to, you know, kind of keep his name going and the, gotcha. the animal piece for yeah. sure. That yeah. sounds pretty fitting too, because, you know, you hear about that breed of dogs and 
you basically described him when you're describing Deegan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of high strung. Yeah, that's true. Getting after it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there, there was definitely a connection there. Cool. 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 I've got other questions written down. You guys, I feel yeah. like I'm doing all the talking. You guys, no, go. Rolling. I I have questions, but go for it. Okay. Um, I guess moving on from that, I I don't fully understand um, the military as far as you know when you get into the inner workings of it. I've obviously never been a member of the military. We do have some family that are um, in the in the Marines. Is there? Do they have like a, a certain position or like a certain um, area of of focus that they're assigned to, or you know that kind of thing? And if so, what what was his? Yeah. So this is a, another very Degan story. Um, so Degan was infantry. Uh, okay. But he didn't announce that until he was getting on the bus to go to boot camp. <laughs> um, he had like he needed to tell you that like he had to proclaim this before. No, what he's getting at is that the, the infantry is it's the frontline guys. It's the guys that are going into the shit, and you don't really want to tell your parents that that you're gonna that you that you okay. are volunteering to be the one that's going to take the bullet first. Okay, I gotcha. You know? Yeah, so when asked, he had told his mom and others that he was going into, um, I think he was talking about doing some flight mechanics, things like that. And then when he was doing his swearing in before leaving for boot camp, they asked what his MOS was or his area of specialization, and he called out infantry. And yeah, it was a it was a bit of a surprise to the family that that's what okay. he was doing, although we, we kind of knew that was really what the long-term plan was. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So he was in that... Yeah, he was. And um, so within infantry, he went to – it changes a little bit on where you go. So once he got out of boot camp, he went to infantry school. So they teach them a lot of the things around being a, a rifleman, you know, shooting around mm-hmm. kind of the tactical aspects of being a, an infantryman within the Marines. So his training was a little bit different than, you know, say somebody that went into, you know, go into the medical side of it or they would go be going to different training. So most of his, you know, first year, year and a half was focused around those type of trainings. He was doing some mountain warfare trainings. He was doing, you know, the infantry trainings, those types of things where it was a little bit different. But that was the piece he really enjoyed. He liked to go out there and doing that. He liked, you know understanding where he was supposed to be Mm -hmm. he really liked knowing that this is the expectation of me this is the expectation of others and kind of what the you know the the regulations were around around him and the others that he was with yeah did you guys like growing up did you ever shoot much i mean we talk about i feel like hunting and shooting guns and things like that on this podcast frequently Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that like something he grew up doing or was this kind of newer to him No, he did. Um, We spent a lot of time hunting growing up. And actually, one of the things that I I talk about quite a bit is he was an incredible shot as a kid. I mean, even as a little kid, you know, kind of a really a little bit of an anomaly where you're like, wow, he's good good at this from distant shots and things like that. And he took a lot of pride in that. And even when he got into um, boot camp, they have to qualify for their rifleman badge. And there was no option for him other than getting expert. He was, you know, that wasn't going to happen. So he was spent a lot of time practicing and making sure that he got there. But he was always um, around guns, you know, whether it was hunting, we'd go just shoot sometimes, those types of things. But he was always, uh, he was always into that. Okay. I kind of figured, honestly, thinking, Someone probably wouldn't pick infantry as their, like, position if you're probably not quite familiar with that. But I just didn't know. I mean, maybe there's some people that come in. I I would bet most of them probably uh, have some type of background there. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay. There's obviously a certain level of of aggressiveness that's needed to want that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially in the Marine Corps. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, on fantasy scales, it's like being a middle linebacker of football. I mean, you know you're going to get smashed or you're hitting a collision every time. And we always joked around. We played with a phenomenal middle linebacker in college, and we all agreed to, like, there's something off on this guy. I mean, he's, he is crazy. You know, he's, he's looking for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I talked earlier about, you know, kind of the, the things you see within Marines that are common. And that's, you know, yeah. some of the things you see, the yeah. attitude. You see the they didn't really care for school. Or, you know, there, there's just so many similar stories mm-hmm. that you hear when you talk to other parents or talk to, you know, the Marines or his um, battalion mates and things like that that, you know, you're you start to realize that, hey, there's a reason that – this group all came together. There's similar interests. They have a similar mm-hmm. background. They um, have the same amount of cocky uh, smack talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting group. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that they don't like rules or they're looking to break rules. Uh, they just need their issues to be a little stronger. You know what I mean? Like the rules need to make sense. It can't be stand in line, be quiet. Why do I need to be quiet? Um, because that's what we've always done when we're in line at lunch. Like, yeah. no, right. no, I need more than that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had... Um, Degan's captain when he was over in Afghanistan was in town this week and we went and had breakfast and you know he was just kind of telling stories about Degan is you know after he came into the battalion and met Degan and um, getting to know him and he, there was a lot of those stories of yeah. you know Degan would question the why quite oh, often. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so good. how does that go though in I mean can you que- again we I don't know a ton like about the military and all this like can you question that or like is he doing push-ups and sit-ups or what yeah he was um <laughs> He got in a fair amount of trouble. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. So, I mean, you know. But he made up for it. You know, they they all – I kind of heard the same story, and this was even from boot camp on that – you know, he was he was not afraid to push the limits, but at the same point, he would make sure he did his job incredibly well. So, you know, he would get away with some things that, you know, if he wasn't doing a good job as, you know, in his trainings or doing a good job as a leader of his team or those types of things, he would have been in probably more trouble where, um, you know, he kind of – was able to get by because he was doing such a good job in those areas. Yeah. And it sounds like they really liked him and he's cute. Like I'm sure he kind of, you know, had that little swagger. So <laughs> got away with some stuff. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that helps. Swagger. <laughs> I'm sure he talked himself out of a few things. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. So did he go in directly out of high school? No, he took about a year off okay. um, and he was kind of trying to figure out what he wanted to do. Um, he was working for a, a company loading trucks here in town and just uh, was looking for what are the options for me to do better. And like I said, you know, going to college wasn't something that was on his radar, although you know, he had talked about doing that when he got back, going to a trade school. But at the time, um, you know, it was just a, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I want to do better. And that was kind of his time to figure that out. And that was his, his outcome. Cool. So what was the amount of time that he served? When, when did he start? February of... January. Was, oh, yeah, sorry, January. Of 18, yeah. 18? Yeah, so he would have gotten out uh, the December they got back from Afghanistan. So he okay. was three months away from getting out. And that would have been, do they, do they, are they required to do like four years? Is that what the deal is? Yeah, he's okay. on four years. Okay. Um, when he first went in, he talked about re-enlisting and, yeah. and making a career out of it. And by the time he was done, or by the, I don't know, probably two years in, he was pretty amateur. He was going to get out and come back and go to trade school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So he was, he was just about done with his original assignment, essentially. Correct. Yep. And then he was going to try to get into the trades. Yep. What, uh, what trade inter- interested him the most? Uh, being a lineman. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. 
once again. That's still yeah, risky yeah. there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that kid. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, my wife, she can't even watch those videos of those linemen going up to pole. You know, and they have all those harnesses on and their helmet and everything else. And she's like, I still, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is very risky. Yeah. And, and it's been amazing. Um, the the linemen from, I'd say, all over Nebraska, but all over the U.S. have been really good about, you know, there's um, linemen from, uh, heck, I guess they're all over, but they've put stickers on their helmets of Dagan. They've hmm. put some stuff together for him. Um, it's it's been a really supportive community. Just them even knowing that he was interested in wow. that and got them fired up and very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Man, so that's interesting. So I think that really gives people um, a, a great glimpse um, of who Dagan was and and what he did and and who he wanted to be. Um, is there anything that you think we missed or that you wished we would asked or talked about there on you know about him and his life? No, you hit the big ones. You know, the, the things I try to get people to understand, like I said, is, you know, he's more than just the Marine that people saw on the news. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he loved hockey. He loved skateboarding. He loved, I mean, he loved people. Like, if, if he would do anything for his friends, he would also be the first one to tell them they were idiots if they did something wrong. Yeah. But yeah. he would do anything for his friends and for his family. Um, and he enjoyed that. You know, he would come back and spend time with his friends and family and um, hang out with us and, you know, kind of do things that a lot of kids wouldn't do when they came back. You know, a lot of kids come back and go off and they're not hanging out with their family or they're going to do other things. And he was always content to, to come see us and hang out with us and, and do things with us. And um, he, he was just, uh, you know, I'm a little biased, but he honestly was just a good kid in that regard. And he had a wild streak and he was uh, very confident in who he was and what he was going to do. And he wasn't afraid to, to own that. Yeah. yeah. Now, where was he stationed? Did we talk about this? Yeah, he was stationed in Camp Pendleton, uh, just uh, outside of San Diego, California. Okay, so not close. So when he came back, it was for, you know, like, was it weeks or here or there? Or he probably couldn't get away much. No, it um, it was usually for a week would be about the longest. Okay. Um, and then we would try to get down there every once in a while to go see him as well. And yeah. that was always fun because you end up having, you know, 15 Marines show up for dinner that night. But, <laughs> um <laughs> It was great going down to, to see him down there, too, and meeting some of those guys. And, you know, they're the ones that have been coming up here and supporting us and, and helping the family as well through all of this. And some of them are on the board of the foundation. Um, so it's a good group of, of guys as well. But, yeah, he spent his time in Pendleton. Uh, it was a new world for us, too. You know, you get used to you – know, you've had him at Thanksgiving every year of his mm-hmm. life. And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, he's in Japan or he's in Korea or – you know, wherever it is and you're not seeing them. And it, it was kind of an adjustment on both sides. So we were both excited to kind of see each other when he was home. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, the foundation there and, um, and, and the guys helping out and, you know, the folks you worked with and kind of touched on that a little bit. That's something that I want to make sure that we talk about as well. Um, obviously you guys started that up when, how long after this event did you start that and, and kind of what were the, what were the motivations we started it almost immediately, and, and part of it was we got a lot of support from all over, um, from people that were wanting to help, that were wanting to do something, and we had to figure out what to do. You know, for the financial donations, we had to figure out what to do with people that wanted to help, and the foundation was, um, it, it just kind of happened, to be honest. I mean, it was kind of a no-brainer as mm-hmm. we went into this. The motivation, from my perspective, was uh, this is only a tragedy if we let it be. If we can do good things in Degan's name, if we can keep his name going, that that makes something that continues out of this that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, our goal was how do we support you know 
those things that were the Brotherhood to Dagon? How do we support veterans that aren't getting help they need right now? How do we support those communities that Dagon was involved in? And we've kind of adjusted over time into trying to find what are the areas that other organizations aren't taken care of. And mm-hmm. one of them for us that we, we had a, a retreat earlier this year and one of the things that we talked about was, you know, we look at Degan's girlfriend, Jessica, you know, from a, a standard military perspective, when something like this happens, there's no support for her. Mm. You know, because they they're don't, not married. Right. Ugh, okay. And, you know, there's so many other use cases like that. You look at, you know, say you've got two service members that live together and this happens. Well, nobody's helping that other service member take care of his mortgage or his rent or whatever it is. Nobody's helping with. So if you're not family, you know, directly in their eyes, it, it becomes a struggle to get mental health help. It, it, you know, all of those things that you kind of take for granted, they don't have any access to and nobody to guide them through it or help them. So we're trying to help where we can there and try to make it easy. So, you know, reimbursing them if they want to go get mental health support, trying to point them in the right direction. Um, we just partnered with Lutheran Family Services to help them do, they call them buddy checks, where veterans get together and go have pizza uh, and beer yeah. and, um, you know, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, that, that's a community that they'll talk to each other a little bit more than they'll talk to others. So we're just trying to help out in those areas that maybe are a little bit different than what some of the other organizations are doing. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I got a I got a lighter one for you. You know, it sounds like this foundation, it's willing to, like, go in different directions, you know, do different things. You, you mentioned the dog support. Uh, for uh, German Shepherds, and that kind of mirrored Dagan's, you, yep. you know, his mentality. And you mentioned you did a lot of skateboarding. Yes. What if for the younger kids that want to, you know, younger people that want to support the foundation, you come out with a line of skateboards that are just a little bit more <laughs> dangerous, a little bit faster than the other skateboards. I knew he was going to come you up know, with something. There we go. I knew this was so, going to get good. So we've talked about this, and we're actually <laughs> – we actually are supporting. There's a, an event coming up, and I, I don't have the date, uh, called Skate Fest. Okay. Um, but we've, we've talked about how we can get engaged there, and we are going to do some things. And we've talked over That's the years fantastic. about, you know, do we do we just start, you know, kind of planting some skateboards out there in Degan's name for people that Making there you some go. skateboards. Be yeah. Cool. yeah. Some custom wheels. That would know, be fun. Extra ball bearing. Make, yeah, yeah. There we go. But, you know, again, for, you know, there's a ton of people out there that would love to skateboard, but they can't afford the gear. You know, sure. if we could mm. help out there, that's another way to keep his legacy name. Um, and, you know, we call it the day way of the way that he lived life. And if we can do those things to keep the, the day way going, I think those are all great. That's great. Yeah. It is. So the foundation, um, if I just try to do some quick math, you're a year and a half in somewhere in that range. Would that be right? It is. Um, and we had, so I, I talked about, we did the retreat and we brought in somebody as an advisor to talk to us that had kind of experience in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. And we did a little bit of a reset just because initially we kind of opened it up to everything. We're, mm-hmm. You know, we just want to help. Mm-hmm. And he gave us some advice that, hey, you've got to narrow this down a little bit and really figure out what your focus is. So we kind of did a reset and we're still ramping up from that a little bit. So We've been around for a year and a half, but I would say we've we've spent a lot of that time learning and trying to kind of figure out our path. Yeah, no, and I think um, what I was getting at is that a year and a half is a very short amount of time for the, for the amount of things that you guys have been involved in so far, you know, in my opinion. Well, hey. and that's what I was thinking when Andy said that. I thought, oh, my gosh, there's so many things you could be involved in. How do you decide? That's got to be hard. Well, we can put the skateboards on the back burner. Okay. That's all right. All right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so then to your point, it's just kind of figuring out which avenues and that's probably good to get some guidance from someone that's done this or it is and and where to get involved is tough because 
you assume that everybody is doing things out of a good heart and doing uh-huh. things for the right reasons, but you know, you always have to do a little bit of checking of what's what's really behind this or who else are they working with. And yeah. uh, it's not always easy to just immediately determine, hey, do we want to partner with this group or not partner with this group? Because there may be something in their past or somebody else that they partner with. So you have to be a little bit careful. And uh, all of this is new to us. We're figuring it out. We're mm-hmm. getting better at it. But yeah. it's... Uh, I, I feel like we're kind of on the verge of making things pop here, but we still got a few things to to finish out. But right, and Jenny, you lead a lot of this, right? Like the foundation stuff. I mean, not saying Greg, you don't. Hello, you guys are in everything, yes, but yeah, it's all kind of involved. I take in the role of handling all of the merchandise. Okay. Through your store. Okay. Through your, you guys have helped us a lot with just design and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm always looking just for ideas, ways we can help and ways that fit into our mission. Right. So it's easy to go and help, you know, live the day way. That's the fun part of it all. But yeah. how do we reach those veterans? How do we reach their loved ones and help them? Yeah. Okay. You had the website up and I actually haven't even seen that before. So yeah, I was it's just... really good. Yeah, for sure. I was just looking at a couple things on the website and a couple of the the key points that people would really want to know you guys address right out there in the open. And, and the first one being, where does the money come from for the foundation? And uh, as you've touched on, you guys had a lot of early donations from just the general public that really kind of got that thing off the ground, right? We did. Um, and, and there's been a lot of events and a lot of people out there and we still find them every once in a while that we didn't even know about of people that are out there doing events for the 13 that you know there's there's a, a lady that has put together hat shirts and she's been out at events you know talking about the 13 keeping their name going there's a group that um, has done things with motorcycles there's a van out there with the 13 names on it driving around there's oh, wow. the wounded warrior support bronco yeah. that's got their pictures on it driving around okay. there's a gentleman doing iron man's throughout the united states and every time he crosses the finish line he does he dedicates it to one of the 13 so dagens will be in des moines in a couple weeks and so when he crosses the finish line oh. they'll call june 11th yeah they'll call out dagens name awesome that is so cool so you've got um you've got that and then uh you know, it says that uh, obviously you guys are doing some other things, fun- fundraising activities, things like that. But uh, what I was surprised to read is that a lot of the money currently going into the foundation is coming j- just from the families involved. So you guys having to get financially involved yourselves to keep some of these things moving. Is that the case? Um, you know, we, we've done really well off the the donations, you know, but the families, we, we certainly want to make sure we're putting our share in there, too, and yeah. that we're staying engaged so um, a lot of the stuff that was given to the families early on we put in obviously we're putting in our our own donations in there as well but we just wanted to make sure that people understand you know we're committed to this this isn't just a hey we're going to do this till other people's money run out this is something where you know we're committed to we're going to continue to be invested in ourselves and that we're going to make sure that we're using the money wisely and and doing things that are important and on the flip side of that um You've got you. You have yourselves that spend a lot of time in it. Other folks in your family as well, and then you have a board. And as of today, no one is collecting any money from this foundation. It's not a correct. There's no paid positions. No, we don't have any paid positions. Everything is volunteer. Yeah. So our board is um, Jenny and myself, uh, Degan's mom and her husband Craig, uh, Degan's girlfriend Jessica, 
and then we have some family friends in there that you know have kind of a, a specialized area sure. that we can yep. utilize as well as um, we have one of Degan's battalion mates who he's known since boot camp in there as well so we've got kind of a good group to kind of figure out different areas and drive those things but everybody is doing it at a volunteer basis and doing it because of their love for you know making sure we keep that mission going 100 percent 100 percent do you guys have any other questions about the foundation at all or no gosh no um, i can think of all right well how about uh especially for the local folks any upcoming events that you guys have or, or things that um they might want to pay attention to or be a part of i should have brought a list because i know i'm going to miss some stuff here <laughs> but we have there, there's all kinds of stuff going on and i i love it and it's uh sometimes overwhelming to keep track of but we have Several things coming up. We have that Ironman that we talked about on June 11th. Um, on June 10th, there is a car show being put on. Um, so a company in town called Create a T, when everything happened, they made some uh, car decals for us that have, you know, the the yeah. Remember logo and the 13 on there, and they've been incredible in helping us out with things. Well, they also are. They also had started the Metro Mopar Addicts Car Group. And so they've kind of leaned on their group and said, we'd like to do a car show for Corporal Page. And it has grown huge. It's going to be on June 10th at the, it used to be Baxter car lot right off of uh, 144th and the interstate there by Sap Brothers. Oh, yeah. um, and it's the, the old car lot there. But um, so there's doing a show, uh, a show and shine is what they're calling it on the, the 10th. We've got... There's some stuff coming up over Memorial Day, you know, some uh, dedications and wreath lanes between the um, Memorial Park and out at the cemetery. What am I missing? Golf. Got the golf outing in September, um, September 16th and 17th. Hockey. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, we've got a, the Degan Page Memorial Hockey Tournament is coming up, and that one I don't have the I dates in front of me. June 23rd. Okay. Well, where would be the best place for folks to find these kinds of things? Like, do you have them listed on social media at all? Or we those do. Kinds of so things? we have a Facebook page for both the foundation and then we have a Never Forget page for Degan. Um, but the foundation page, we do a good job of keeping those out there and making sure that we're pushing them as well as oh, we're starting to put them out on the website so that we have a list that everybody can go and look at. Um, but the social media, the Facebook page or the Instagram is probably the best place to see kind of what's happening, what's upcoming. And what would folks look for specifically if they're trying to find those pages? What would it be called? Yeah, if they just do a search for Corporal Degan page. So mm -hmm. it's CPL. We've uh, abbreviated most of them, but it'll search for it either way. Um, you can also link to them off our webpage, which is deganpage.org, and it's D-A-E-G-A-N-P-A-G-E. -A -A -E. Very cool. Yeah. Do um, it, it made me think of a couple of things when you were talking about that. Like, are you guys – do you guys have any needs, or are you looking for any volunteers or anybody with, with – um, you know, special specialty skills in certain areas. As an example, like I'm looking at the website, and the website looks great. One of the things I was thinking was, man, you know, a list of all the upcoming events, and like that's time and effort yeah. and coding skills and all these kinds of yeah, things. Like volunteers. Yeah, it just yeah. made me think. Like, is there certain categories or or certain skill sets that you guys maybe are looking for that you would love to have somebody come help with? There are. There's a lot. Um, yeah. And, you know, some of this we've taken on ourselves, you know, even from the standpoint of accounting. You know, we've had some of the accountants help us out with the, the taxes and things mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, we would love to have volunteers help on that side. We'd love to have some help from the social media perspective. And mm -hmm. and we're we're doing a decent job with it. But mm -hmm. it's one of those where, you know, there's not enough time in the day to right. get to everything yep. out there. So, yeah, we would love to have volunteers just to help with kind of the day-to-day -day organization. 
And then with each one of the events, of course, we can always use help with helping us man booths at different events. You know, like I mm-hmm. said, we're setting up a booth at um, Vetstock is another event we have coming up. And, you know, that's one of those areas where we're just going to try to get the word out about the foundation, the word out about the 13 and, um, you know, just sharing information there. But, you know, the more people we can get to help us do those types of things, it, it helps spread that word. For sure. Um, where, how could folks contact you if they're interested in trying to help? Yeah, again, through the webpage or information at daganpage.org kind of okay. goes to everybody. Um, but, yeah, we would love to have any help we can get. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And, of course, if folks want to support, I assume there's a way that they could donate directly if they'd like right on the website. There is, yep. You can yep. donate on the page. We've also got a link to our store where you can get you know, shirts, hats, um, the the folks, common. Folks can buy all that good swag. Good stuff to keep Dagan's yep. name going and keep it yep. out in the public. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, if anything else fails, people know, you've said it enough here on Common Folk, that they could message you, 100%. Ben, yeah. at farmfocus.com, and yep. obviously he'd forward it on. But um, if they could reach out to you guys and help, I mean, I feel like there's should be somebody in the audience here that... Oh, I guarantee there is. Yeah. yeah. You know? I don't, yep. I don't want to put you guys behind the eight ball, but, you know, we always do the, if they leave us a comment, mm-hmm. if they leave us a comment for this one, could they get a page a 13 shirt heck yeah man we've got uh so backstory that folks i wasn't planning on talking about this but since you brought it up (laughs) we uh we'll talk about ourselves here (laughs) here at our facility um we're helping the foundation with the uh the merchandising Mm -hmm. um so you can find it on uh, both the websites that we host farmfocused com and stockandrod.com um, and then I'm sure you guys are posting those things all over the place too. And then it's linked through their website. Yep. On, yeah. And you guys can go there through your website as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool merchandise. We just, uh, working directly with you guys developed a couple of new things as well that are coming out this weekend. Um, and, uh, so it's stuff people would be proud to wear or proud to own. Uh, we wouldn't, we wouldn't push it out if we wouldn't be proud to wear it ourselves. So folks know what's coming. Um, but yeah, sure. Andy, I mean, like you said there, go on after you get done listening to this. Leave us a comment, leave a review, let us know you did. We'll shoot you a free shirt, free hat, whatever it is that you like. Send Ben an email so that you, uh, there you uh, go. so that I know, so and that Ben knows. See, I'm talking about myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you are. In third person. <laughs> I like that. And, and it would, you know, I mean, if you're on Apple, it would help to give us a five star rather than a four or three star. It does zero. help. Yeah, yeah, it does help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We like five stars. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And, and that's something that I love. I mean, anytime that, you know, I have on the shirt or have on something. Somebody will ask, oh, what's the Degan Page Foundation? And as yep. you can tell, I like to talk about Degan. So I got, that's a great way to, you know, kind of tell the story and keep it going. And there you yeah. Go. yeah. Very cool. Yep. That's awesome. Oh, good. Any, anything else that you two have or, I don't no? know. Anything else you'd like to cover, Craig or Jenny? No? No? Think, think we got it? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're proud to have you guys here. Um, this this was actually Morgan's idea to do this episode, and I think it was a great idea. It's perfect timing. Yeah. Um, you know, we consider you guys good friends, and uh, we're happy to help any way that we can. And I think it's really cool for people to understand. I've never heard, you know, a background story like this. I have not either. Behind, I just feel, like, so happy yeah, hearing all these stories. Behind something like Memorial Day, I think it really um, helps it, you know, hit home that much more for folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the point here, so... And thank you guys yeah. yeah and greg i love that message too you know 
uh, we all want to enjoy the weekend, enjoy the extra day, but take a moment, think about it. You know, my mom always says around Christmas, there's a reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It holds true for this, maybe even more so. Yeah. yeah. Freedom 100%. is not free. So. There you go. And chip one for Dagan. Yep. Yes. That's yeah. true. We will be doing that. <laughs> all, right. all right. You convinced all right. me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, well thanks, that's guys. it. Yeah. I think we'll shut her down, huh? All righty. Yeah, Peace. Do all right. We'll see you.